Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up March 15th through the 17th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we have our wives care coordinator, Gigi Hopkins, mm-hmm. with us. So, Gigi, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. Good, Good. to be here. Well, before we uh, dive into mm-hmm. the session, because I think this is going to be a really good program, because we're going to be trying to answer real questions from mm-hmm. real wives, which I think is always helpful. You know, you and I could sit around and you know, even with all the interactions that you've had with many women, you could you could easily just kind of come up with questions, right? But this is great because we've gotten actual questions from wives that have been wanting to kind of explore certain areas of their healing. Yes. But I wanted to, before we get mm-hmm. into those questions, we actually have a Wives Care webinar uh, that is coming up on March 25th. And so why don't you share a little bit with the wives out there about what this webinar is and how it can be useful for them um, if they are finding themselves in a situation where they are having to face uh, sexual betrayal by their husband. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. I'm really excited about this. Uh, We've noticed that because of time constraints, it's hard for me to get to talk to every lady that contacts us, which... I wish I could because I enjoy that, right? Uh, so we, we've created this um, webinar called uh, Wives Care Basics. So, you know, the title describes it. It's not going to be new information every month, but uh, we're, we're offering this once a month, uh, and it's a live event. So we're not recording anything. It's private still in that sense. So, and it's free, right? Um and we just want to me with uh, another uh, wife who's um, learned from her healing and has healed for a while. She's going to be part, being my partner there. Right now it's Andrea, her name. And we get to share with you some basics on how to get going in the healing journey. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, as you register, you have an opportunity to write down to, um, you know, a question that you have about this journey, which is something we're going to try to address there or in the Pure Sex Radio broadcast, mm-hmm. which we're, we're bringing some of them up today. Yeah, and just so, so. everybody can always know, mm-hmm. we, we, never, we, we never mention names. We always make sure mm-hmm. things are disconnected from 
anybody, that kind of thing. The other thing too, just about the format of the webinar, if you've never been part of a webinar, um, this is not something where your face is seen or your name is known or anything like that. It's basically kind of like, think of it like uh, going, it's an online presentation is really what it is. So the only people that are on screen or being seen is Gigi and Andrea. Yes. Um, and so they're the ones that are kind of giving you instruction. There is an opportunity within the the software that we use for there to be Q&A during the the webinar, and, but it's nice yeah. to go ahead and have those questions up front because then Gigi and Andrea can kind of be going through that and figuring out, okay, let's address these and, and kind of get to the ones that they think are most relevant right. or there might even be categories because a lot of times you get the same questions over and over again, right? Yes. Um, but I would highly recommend if you're in a situation where you mm -hmm. say, I just need to, I need an entry point for knowing kind of what's next mm -hmm. in, in my healing. I think the Wives Care webinar, basic the basics webinar would be really helpful. Yes, we'd love to have you. So yeah, so sign up. Go go to wivescare.com and if you click on the starting point. Starting point. Yeah, starting point, <clears throat> the webinar information is in there. So And I'm glad you mentioned about um just the how we're very sensitive about anonymity and confidentiality because even as we've uh, worked through these you know prepared for the questions we're going to address today um, we took out I took out some information that was not just names but even more specific information and tried to make it more general mm -hmm. because we do respect everyone's story and and want to honor that yeah all right so let's let's dive into some of these real questions why don't you kick us off there Gigi yeah, so I'm I'm glad Jonathan is here because some questions here I need his input, right? <laughs> um so this one is my struggle is with trying to understand why God allowed this. My husband's acting out has created long-term consequences to my extended family. How long will this past sin interpret our future? Yeah, so uh first of all, the kind of the overall sort of existential question about sovereignty and pain and suffering. Um, for thousands of years, nobody can, has ever been able to adequately and comprehensively answer that question. There are certain things that are reserved only for the mind of God, right? And, and we can't always know why. I do think sometimes there are, as we travel through a healing process, I do think sometimes God gives us glimpses of why did it have to go this way? Mm. I mean, I know that my own wife, you know, we've been married for 23 years and we've been together. Uh, we were separated for, for nine months and we've been from that point that we got back together has been almost, uh, let's see, it's been 19 years. Mm. And, and so what she has been able to say is she's, she's recognized that there are absolutely parts of that journey that she has no clue why it had to go that way. Why did her life have to go that way? But on this side of it and the healing that she's gained, and even, even though our marriage is restored, there's things in her that were strengthened and solidified, and her faith was actually rooted more deeply as a result of having to face that pain. And so I think that's something I would encourage anybody who's going through any kind of suffering to maybe shift the focus away from trying to get all your questions of why 
answered and instead be able to ask, what is God wanting to do in and through me in this season? And how, how can he bring comfort and, and what, what kind of um, relationships might form with other women that can help me in this process? So there's a lot of other things that I think can be uh, good, if I can put it that way, mm-hmm. that won't necessarily answer the question why. But the other question of how long will this pass and interpret our future that's another thing that that's something. So let me put it this way, kind of the questions of sovereignty. That's something a wife, a person has to wrestle with sort of individually with God on, right? I mean, there's, you're just going to have to work through those things with God. This idea of how long is the past sin going to interpret our future? That's a relational issue. And that very much has to do with the husband's response. And what is he doing to become a man of integrity and to rebuild trust and to do the things that are necessary to establish a foundation from which he is living a new life. And in that regard, I think that's something where I can't put a time frame on it, but I do believe there's a tipping point when you start to realize as a couple, we're we're operating differently. We're operating from a different foundation. We're not operating from a foundation born out of our pain and our fear. We're actually operating from a foundation born out of grace and truth. And again, I can't put a time frame on it. I can give you sort of a time frame in my own relationship, and it was years. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, I don't want anybody to think that if you get a formula right, then all of a sudden a, f- a switch flips and this is no longer like a part of your lives. Even today in my, in my marriage, um, mm-hmm. this is part of our story. Our history, right? You can't, you can never change history, um, but it doesn't define how we live our lives today. In other words, it's not interpreting our future. It is not being the the thing from which we are basing all of our decisions. Does that make sense? I mean, what would your, how would you respond to this question, maybe of sovereignty? And yeah, I one thing I wanted to say, I'm just glad that God is in your picture. Mm-hmm. You know, in your question. Um, and it's something that we need to just say that um, it's going to be a struggle for a lot of us. Why, Lord? You know, why not? Why didn't you tell this, you know, 19 years earlier? <laughs> uh, or um, so I just wanted to encourage you that that's a normal, uh, even the why questions and that God, he wants you to engage with him. However, you know wherever you may be in this crisis of faith, so to speak. So um, it's normal to go there and just talk to him about it. And you you will be surprised, I think, on the, the perspectives he's going to show you like you were sharing. You know, the kinds of things that he was able to work in my life through this challenge in my marriage, I don't know that he would get to it in other ways. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, there's good ahead because he is a good, good father. And the thing that comes to my mind that was really a, an encouragement to both me and my wife through this is that while there is absolutely the principle of reaping and sowing in the scriptures, right? It says mm-hmm. a man reaps what he sows. So we understand when she's talking about long-term consequences, yes. 
Yes, there are consequences, but here's the thing. We also have a God who can restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Mm -hmm. So even though there's been a season in which there's much devastation, right, in kind of the landscape of your life and your marriage, we have a God who who still has resurrection power, Mm -hmm. who can take what has been absolutely devastated by famine and locusts and whatever else and can produce and regenerate completely new fruit, completely new um, life into what was previously dead and destroyed. And so I just want to encourage this wife with that. Yes. That even though, yes, there's a reality that our actions have consequences, we have a God that is still gracious and merciful and can bring good even out of our poor decisions. That's good. And Let's just remember Romans 8, that it says there's now no more condemnation for Mm -hmm. those who are in Christ Jesus. So at some point in this healing journey, you know, you will be operating from that truth. And that's an inner freedom because there are some consequences, like those who have gotten in trouble with the law because of Mm -hmm. their addiction, that, you know, they might be marked by this uh, in in human law (laughs) but then you know there is the inner freedom that comes from true healing and repentance and owning your position in jesus so um i Mm. I agree with you there is a point too that there is you know you're you're operating from a different stance so what's this next question we've got here um how long does this pain last Mm. My heart is so broken. My biggest question is, how long do these intrusive thoughts continue? Um, they're so overpowering at the time and so dark, just wondering if I'm normal. Hmm. Well, I think this is, you know, I think you would be able to speak to this question much better because you can identify personally with mm-hmm. this exact kind of pain that a woman is feeling. But I just want to encourage uh, this woman when, when you're asking a question of, am I normal? It is, I would actually say your response is not only normal, it is right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is um, the idea to feel pain that's associated with what I would call justice mm-hmm. is a right emotion. There have been many wives, I think, that because maybe they've been raised in a, a Christian atmosphere and they've heard all the the sermons about forgiveness and they've heard all the all the verses about about forgiveness and love and all this kind of stuff that then they feel conflicted because in their heart there's a lot of pain that's associated with anger and that's a just anger mm-hmm. and so i think when i when i hear just the brokenness in this wife and the idea that these thoughts are so overpowering i think first of all it's okay that those are the emotions you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And they are not something that somehow cause God to look through you with a different lens. Mm. As if, I can't believe my daughter is down there, you know, ro- rolling around in, in anger and pain. And no, I think he comes alongside and says, I totally understand this. I'm totally with you. This is a normal and actually this is a right reaction mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. reflect me and I'm a just God. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's injustice anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. there's a rightness to being angry about that. There's a rightness to feel pain right. about that. So I would say she's absolutely normal and that's yeah. a right response to have. 
And that's what we learned uh, with the new term that's been used for betrayed wives. It's uh, betrayal trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there, there are consequences, and um, especially in the earlier stages, um, there's a lot of triggers that you have to deal with, a lot of feelings and putting the puzzle together of your past. All of that is very unsettling, right? So you've got to give yourself some room for being there um, in this dark place. You don't want to stay there longer than you have to. No well, one wants to. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that there's it's a right response, right? Mm -hmm. Pain and anger mm -hmm. and being when you've been betrayed is a right response. But when she's talking about um, intrusive thoughts and then that they become overpowering, right. that's where I think then it's necessary for there to be not only um, a crying out to God when those thoughts are starting to kind of overpower you, but I think mm -hmm. that's where other women yes. come in to help because I think we, we spiral the worst in isolation. Mm -hmm. This works for men too. I mean, we see this on the addiction cycle as well. Guys spiral the worst when they're isolated. Mm -hmm. And I think this can also happen in a woman's healing journey too, right? Mm -hmm. If she gets too isolated, then these thoughts can begin to overpower her that start to crush her versus maybe helping her process right. the, the goodness of those feelings and saying, okay, now how do I redirect this and how do I begin to sort of come out of this better yeah, I mean, you will grow if you're willing to dive into your healing journey. You will grow so much in your coping skills mm -hmm. and understanding yourself, too, because, um, you know, this incident has really hit you hard. But remember that you're a person who has your own baggage. We all do. And we all have our own issues that come even before that. So all of that is going to also be shaken up, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's interesting how the Lord will often guide us to healing that goes even beyond our marriage. So sometimes your reaction can be, um, it's very normal. It is as it is. You're not going crazy, right? But there will be areas that God is going, is going to take you to heal from other, even previous traumas you've had, mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to strengthen your ability and your resilience. Yeah. Like James says, make you more complete, mm -hmm. right? Do this. Okay. Can I read the next question? Yes. So it says, currently I'm the only accountability that my husband has, and that's tricky. He's chosen to do some in the past and knows he needs some now, but can't seem to act upon it. Suggestions. Okay. So... Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I've been so I've been doing this type of ministry for 16 years full-time vocationally, about 19 years just as a lay group leader. Um and we and you know, years and years ago I would have had kind of a nice neat rigid answer on husbands and wives in terms of the whole accountability thing. I've gotten way looser on that. I'm like, listen, every couple's different. Every wife is different. Every you know, relationship's different. So whereas before I would have said, oh, ter always a terrible idea, never a good idea. Now I'm like, hey, you guys need to work that out. But I will mm -hmm. say this, regardless of whether or not there is a type of accountability structure specifically around a man's pursuit of integrity in his in his marriage, that man still needs other men. Mm -hmm. I don't care if 
this husband and wife have a fantastic dynamic of accountability. Men sharpen men in the same way that women sharpen women. So we need those communities of our same sex uh, friends and brothers in order to be able to really grow in our manhood and grow in our womanhood. So I would say here, my suggestion here is this, this man needs to be intentional about pursuing male relationships that are going to sharpen him as a man, regardless of what this husband and wife do in terms of their personal communication regarding his accountability. Because I've seen it happen too many times that when a man begins to see his wife as his only accountability for his sexual integrity, that's just another way that he can isolate himself away from men. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is there are things that men can call out in other men that a woman never can right? because they're men. And I, what I mean by that is like a w- wife is always going to be addressing her husband through a female grid. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be certain things that just will not, she will not be able to either speak into his life or be able to call out in his life in the same way that a man could. Does that make sense? So that's, I believe, and I believe it works the other way too. I believe women need women. So this doesn't diminish the reality or the responsibility that a husband and a wife have to each other in terms of, of challenging one another towards greater integrity. But I think they need the unique dynamic that comes only from men being with men and women being with women in terms of the sharpening. Yes. And I would also uh, just ask, uh, this uh, friend, a question back, you know, is just how is this impacting your journey, uh, being his accountability? Is mm. that too much for you? Because we we can't, we have to be cautious with that. Is that, you know, are you getting more information than it's good for you and takes your peace away, you know? And, and is it triggering you? Yeah, triggering. Because it can be a triggering yeah. thing a lot of so, times for pain. So you, we need to learn our, how to read ourselves well and um, develop some healthy boundaries that will keep us in a good path that you can still have how much is good enough, you know, for, mm-hmm. for uh, you to be involved in his accountability. It sounds like he's, he was able to do that before. Why, not, why is he not doing that now? Right. right? Yeah, exactly. So. What's the next question? So my husband has not pursued sex with me for a long time. Now, I think it was more because of the porn addiction. I cannot compete with porn. I feel rejected, unloved by him, alone, and discouraged. Will visuals in his head ever diminish with the healing process? This is a great question. And I will say this. So there's several things in here. Um. One is this wife needing, you know, having to deal with those feelings of rejection and unlove and all that. The other is about the sexual relationship. And I'm not saying those two things are disconnected, but I think there's a distinction there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, and what I mean by that is I don't believe it's necessarily healthy for a wife to say, all of my feelings of rejection and, and feeling unloved have to be satisfied in my husband, meaning he's the one that's ultimately going to have to bring me satisfaction and, and feeling of identity and worth and all that. I believe that's something we have to get directly from our creator. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that's a journey she's going to have to go on because she can't control her husband. Now, what I would say to this husband is, husband, you have a great opportunity to make all things new in your relationship. And that's a paradigm shift. The paradigm shift goes from when you've been in your porn addiction, you've made life all about yourself. And everything's got to revolve around you, including your wife essentially just fulfilling your fantasies or you're going into fantasy when you're being sexual with her. And this happens a lot. This is one of the reasons that men stop pursuing their wives sexually is because they feel like they're getting all they need in pornography. Um, and a real relationship is far more difficult and challenging than pornography. Um, but there's there's such emptiness and dissatisfaction ultimately in pornography because it can't really you're you're connecting with a fantasy and that mm -hmm. doesn't ever actually satisfy. So here's the thing I would say to that husband is he has an opportunity to really switch the whole foundation of their relationship. And I will say this, that over time, when this husband learns to go from a paradigm of selfishness to a paradigm of service, then that will begin to cloud his memory towards all of these things that he's been doing in the past. The, the good news about uh, the recovery process is while it cannot erase anything you've done in your history, it can make it harder to go back there in your mind. Because as you begin to pursue righteousness and you begin mm -hmm. to pursue what is right and live in the light and no more secrets, no more shame, no more isolation, as you move in that direction, we know that because of neuroplasticity, even your brain is changing and creating new neural pathways that are strengthening and, and supporting where you are now pointing your life and actually making it more difficult to go to the other places that you had been in your mind. That's and good. so that's the good news is you can you can you can literally see life differently as you pursue recovery. And what this can mean is then you can also have new desires form in your life where before mm -hmm. your wife had become a distraction and a kind of an add-on and something that you were like wanting to avoid because you were doing pornography. Now, as you close yourself off to everything pornographic and you close yourself off to those avenues, it's amazing how your wife becomes far more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because when you starve your eyes and you starve yourself from every other possible, when, the, when we say that in the wedding vows, forsaking all others, that doesn't just include people that you are physically present with. It includes pornography. You're forsaking all others when mm -hmm. it comes to that union with your spouse. Then I think you start to see her differently. And then you start to respond to her. She starts to respond to you differently. And so I think that's yeah. the good news. I, I just wanted to bring up something that we've been talking about, how it takes time mm -hmm. to get there. Oh, yeah. And that's hard because someone may be in recovery, you know, getting sobriety for a few months from porn or acting out sexually, uh, but their appetites aren't changing. No. Yeah. So can you well, here's what give I a say. little reality check on and the time some, frame? <laughs> this is something I would like the husbands out there to hear. There is a difference between sobriety in your recovery in terms of whatever your addictive pattern is and emotional and relational health. Mm. Those can be actually two different things. Now, we actually try to put them together as much as possible because we don't want them to be separated. We want a man, as he's pursuing sobriety, meaning having strong boundaries, not going to the places that he was going to in his mind or with his body, 
But a lot of times a guy can interpret that only behaviorally. Okay, listen, I'm just going to not look at porn. I'm going to shut down the computer, whatever. But then not do the work emotionally and relationally that's necessary to truly be healthy. And so this is why sometimes you can see a wife come and say, my husband hasn't looked at porn in a year and he's more of a jerk now than he was when he was looking at porn. Well, that's because he may be quote unquote sober, mm-hmm. but he's not healthy mm-hmm. in terms of emotional and relational. So I would say you've got to go on a mission of growth emotionally and relationally as well as working on sobriety. Right. And that's the emotional and relational growth and health. That's what takes far longer because you're having to shift patterns that you probably you're not even aware of. You've never worked on this before in your life. You've never spent this kind of attention, you know, on this kind of stuff. And so it's, it feels for a man very awkward, like he's learning to walk all over again. Right. And so I would say he and his wife need to be patient with each other during this process of growth. I mean, this is a years long process. Mm-hmm. But here's the good news is that as a man pursues this kind of emotional and relational health, that is going to, that has the potential to transform then their sexual relationship. Right. Because an emotionally and relationally healthy couple is also going to be working on the sexual component of their marriage. So mm-hmm. all of those things, I think, work in the, in the same direction. Yeah, and I think uh, for the wife, because we're talking about here a long journey, of of healing and to get to that healthy part that you're talking about it's so important for you to focus on your healing journey and kind of reconnecting with the person that you are the identity that you have in Jesus the value that you have as a legitimate wife you know and whether your husband is pursuing you with the level of desire that is desirable mm-hmm. or not you know you are still you there is a way that you can build that confidence um as you heal right and i wanted to say that you don't have to wait for him to get healthy for you to get make headways yeah. he- headways in in feeling um the confidence that god has for you yeah you know well believe it or not we are out of time but okay. listeners we actually have a few more questions and so we'll have to do that on a separate uh, broadcast, but just want to give you a reminder again about the March 25th Wives Care Basics webinar, and you can get that information from the wivescare.com website. Just go to Starting Point. But Gigi, thanks. We're going to definitely yeah. have you back to go over the rest of these questions. There's still some good stuff here, so Okay. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. And listeners, of course, we're always glad that you're with us, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.